This is crime scene investigator Chris G leading you under the police tape and into a crime scene. Join me as we discuss the ever-changing world of forensic science. Put on your PPE, ready your fingerprint brushes and experience the drama of a crime scene. Hello everyone and welcome to my fourth podcast. This week I sit down with a colleague and friend Hayley. She's been a crime scene investigator for a few years, but she still is as passionate about her job now as when she first joined. Stay tuned to listen to our chat about how she got into the role, how she juggles the job around her children, and why she thinks more females may get drawn towards this role. But just taking a moment to reflect on this podcast series, um, I've been uploading them every two weeks, normally airing on a Sunday. I've been alternating between special guests and colleagues, and I'd I guess I'd like to know what you think about this format. Um, You can get in contact with me. Uh, You can send me a tweet on Twitter if you have it. My handle is at CSIChrisG, which the surname is spelled G-E-E, or Golf Echo Echo for all you phonetic alphabet lovers. Uh, I'd love to hear your views. Anything you feel is going well with this podcast or anything that I could improve on or include, I'd be interested to hear. Right, on with the podcast, stick around and listen to my chat with fellow crime scene investigator Hayley. Hello everyone and welcome Hayley to the podcast. It's great to have you here Hayley. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. Um, I, I think first off, before I sit, start asking you a load of questions, you're a big fan of podcasts, aren't you? I love them, true crime. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're on your real, like your own true cast, uh, true crime podcast. <laughs> I literally feel like I'm a famous person. <laughs> yeah, wait until you see the listeners. <laughs> You'll be disappointed. No one knows who we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah, we'll be able to propel you to fame <laughs> through this. I'm sure, depending well. on depending on what you say, um, <laughs> it might get it might get you fame. It might get you uh, infamy. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, this is gonna be fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll start off by uh, just saying that you, you work with me as a crime scene investigator. Um, you're sort of overlapping me on a shift pattern, so we do work work together. We haven't really been to too many crime scenes together, have we? Um, I think we, we end up being like really busy on our shifts, and then just never like meeting each other at too many crime scenes. No, we've not been to too many together, I don't think. And there's probably... You're you one of the persons, there's probably a reason why they don't send us to crime scenes together. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff happens. Yeah, which, yeah, over the next yeah. 40 minutes, you'll probably see why. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, dear. So why, why don't you tell people, you know, like a little bit about yourself and how you became a CSI? Um, well, it's like the beginning of those training sessions, isn't it? Like, talk about yourself and how long you've been in yeah. the job. <laughs> here's, um, here's the ball, now you can talk. <laughs> and then once you're done, pass the ball to someone else. <laughs> um, so I guess it all started when I was little. I always wanted to be a police officer or a ballerina. Um, yeah. But the police officer would have been a mounted police officer because I always wanted my own pony. 
Yeah. And to go to the salon for free, as you do. <laughs> um, so as I got older, I went and did a degree in photography and did a project on neighbourhood policing. And it kind of rekindled my interest in the police again. Um, I then left university and sort of went into sort of like different jobs whilst applying to get into the police in some form because at the time I think it was either a degree in forensics or a th- like three years or so experience within the police force to mm. get sort of like get into be a CSI or, or BCSI as there was at the time. Which um, is volume crime um, scene investigator just for our listeners so that would be like a crime scene investigator that would only go to what we classify as volume crime so not not high like profile serious and major crime sorry it's more, <laughs> it's not, no. I'm so used to just saying it now I so yeah so I uh, tried to be a police officer a PCSO and a special constable but I didn't get into any of those probably for the reasons why I was supposed to be doing this job um, so I got a job within a it's like a forensic submissions department, which basically was authorising work to be sent off um, to be examined for many different kinds of cases. We then merged with Surrey and Sussex, so I moved up to headquarters. And then from there, was successful in getting the volume crime scene investigator job. And then I moved up to the CSI and into your office. Hey, with me. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the rest Thank is history. <laughs> so... In all seriousness, why did you pursue a, a career in the police and not a ballerina, or or into dance know. or something? I did performing arts and A level. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think I wanted to do photography. Yeah. Um, and then I did wedding photography and realised actually I prefer my people not moving. Apparently, it's easier to photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Much easier. Yeah. I mean, it gives gives you worse nightmares, but yeah, <laughs> a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no. So I don't know. I just think um, just the way it went. I just wanted to do photography, and then I realised I did still want to be in the police. And at the time, there was a police photographer job, but they got rid mm. of that. Mm. And what was left was these volume crime scene investigator and CSI. And I think there was a lot of the stuff on TV of like all the irritating TV shows. Um, <laughs> I think I thought to myself, actually, do you know what? I quite fancy doing that, and I can use my skills there. So that's what I did. Yeah, because photography is a huge part of our role. Um, like, if ever sort of half professional photog- photographs need to be taken um, within the police, they send us. Um, and yeah, like I remember my first my first training course. A third of it was purely on photography, um, just yeah. how the camera works and and everything and developing your skills in like nighttime photography and because it's not as simple as just pointing a camera and clicking you've got to make sure everything in your picture is in focus it's well lit and everything it's not grainy like you see on some of your dark pictures on your phone um so yeah it's a huge part of our role um so i can see why you got into this yeah it was, and it's also really interesting sort of a job as well so mm. yeah pulled me out of jessup straight into the police it's all good <laughs> So, my next question to you, uh, what are the elements of this job that you love? So, I think the main, one of the main ones are sort of helping people, um, mm. being there in their moment of crisis and finding the evidence to 
catch the person that's done this and when you get a good result on that is such major job satisfaction mm. or if you notice something that someone else hasn't found and it progresses the investigation further it, it's like like a gold star which i love a good gold star um, <laughs> you even handed been... out some gold stars to colleagues haven't you <laughs> i have and also when i read my um standard operating procedures i give myself a gold star for a <laughs> <audience>. <laughs> well done for doing a job chick, chick. Um, but yeah, there's that, and I think it's just it's nice to be a part of like the big picture, the overall picture, and that you're mm. like a cog in that particular mechanism for that particular part of that crime. And I think mm. that's really nice to be a part of. Um, when you get to work with in a team, because it's quite a lot of lone working. Mm. When you are together at a scene, when you're with officers or like outside bodies, so like scientists and fire brigade, it's just really interesting, mm. and that um, is exciting. And just because I'm also quite macabre, I just love the grind stuff. <laughs> Rumour the better. If I haven't been a little bit sick in my mouth, it's not being a good one. <laughs> so I just love anything that's a little bit gruesome. So, yeah, yeah it's another reason why I wanted to get into it. I can't think that of any... any what, what job, if you didn't have this, would you have gone into that fulfils all those needs? No, a wedding photography just wouldn't cut it. Could you imagine? No, I mean, <laughs> like, if, if you're getting a little bit sick in your mouth through wedding photography, then I, I don't think they'd ask you uh, to stay long, would they? They're like, yeah, we'll take the pictures ourselves, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. But I think one thing I've noticed uh, through working with you for for the last however many years is that you really do kind of like. You, you do get emotionally attached to the people that you see and you've even said that you've had a cry with some people before which I hope you don't mind me bringing up um, but I think that's, no. that's <laughs> but just I think that goes to show how how much the job means to you um, and it's not just a job it's not just a job that you you do just so you can get a paycheck at the end of the month um, you love doing it and you love um, helping those people uh, at uh, yeah when they need it yeah, I do. Um, I think, yeah, I just, I really, it, like, it's not just a job. When you take away the admin and the office staff um, and you're out and about, I, I generally love it. I like the cruising from job to job. I like the calling up and getting the information. And like, I just generally really enjoy it. I just love meeting people. And I think that is quite a big part of it is mm. I just love meeting new people. Um, and yeah I do really care because it's in a really awful I think that's the thing people always ask you what the most uh, upsetting the most disgusting thing you've ever seen and actually do you know what all the gore and stuff it doesn't really matter for me the things that are most impacted are the break-ins mm. it's people who've lost their most prized possessions their sentimental things that their parents have given them or have been passed on for generations and I think it it would be hard not to get that emotionally attached when you've got people who are just breaking down in front of you. I think, mm. you know, they're really they're quite hard sometimes to deal with. Um, and sometimes all you can do is just sort of like give them a little pat on the arm and if they want a hug, <laughs> give them a hug. See, now you can't. No. Maybe a little COVID help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's obviously the best way to deal with things. You shouldn't get too emotionally attached to people that you encounter but people do appreciate a bit of empathy and i think that's a big yeah. part of the job is to be empathetic yeah definitely that's even the right word yeah um, um so yeah yeah definitely i think if people can see that you care um and 
you're not just there to pass the time, you actually want to help them, then I know that people would appreciate that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You're there to provide service as well, and that's the service that they expect. So yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's a bit of extra. Good. And I think that's why the the police are kind of scrutinised so much. Is that yeah, we're um, they they expect a, a high service from us and um, demand it. And yeah, I think why shouldn't uh, why shouldn't they get that? They should um, they shouldn't expect someone to just come round, examine their burglary, and do half a job really. Um, because yeah, it's 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 we've got kind of one shot of this. Whereas if someone fits you a carpet in a room and they don't do a good job, then they can come back and fix it. <laughs> Whereas yeah, exactly. we we can't really do that if we don't do a good job straight away and we lose all the evidence then yeah. then it's gone. Um, it's gone. And I think there are you have to in a way as well like the other side of a bit of devil's advocate you have to manage expectations you can't be doing what they see on television. Hmm. But again I think to feel like they've been listened to that you've examined what they pointed out hmm. that doesn't a lot to sort of support people. Yeah. So, yeah. They get to be being a Libra, like proper both sides. <laughs> yeah, is, Lib- Libra's the one with the scales, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, so that kind of leads us on to the next question. Um, what type of cases interest you the most? Every single one of them. I couldn't pick one. Every case comes with a story... Um, someone new to me, a new friend to make. <laughs> um, yeah, just like to see how people live their lives and, you know, what goes on with them. Mm. Um, I just find it fascinating. Mm. And no, not not every job is the same. You have the, of the standard ones where it is kind of similar. and mm. But then you do find something different will happen each day and you don't know what you're going to find. I think that's the thing I find most exciting. Mm. Um I find I don't think I've lost a lot of my enthusiasm. I was horrendous at the start, like an excitable puppy. I think I have toned down a little bit in the six years that I've been doing this job. Um, <laughs> but I do still find I always go to a scene and think like, oh, what are you going to find today? It could be something really interesting. It could be something really grim, like photographing dog footwear marking dog poo. Um, yeah. yeah, we've been so there. Everything and everything, really. I do, yeah, you, know, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I haven't really been involved in a big, like, whodunit type murder. Mm. But the admin side of things quite concerns me. So part of me thinks I don't think I really would want to get too involved. Yeah. But, yeah, to be in a scene for days and to proper process it and be there for that whole journey, I would I would find probably, like, my next big thing to do. Mm. Rather than, like, little sections of it like I've been involved in before. Yeah. It's... it's funny part of this job isn't it when you've got like a certain thing that you haven't experienced so much like you've just said a whodunit murder a part of you mm. hopes that one comes up but then a big part of you is like no I don't really want to wish that because that's not a nice oh, thing to God. wish for exactly. yeah you're kind of in between <laughs> a rock and a hard place um okay so I was going to talk about uh females in in policing uh more more crucially in our department because what what I think I've I've noticed since I've started is that this job does um, encourage a lot of females to apply for it. And when I first joined, 90% of the applicants were female. So only 10% were male. I was in that 10%. Um, so why do you think a lot of females go for this job? Oh, 
When you sent me that mess- that question, I actually a little bit cried inside because I don't know how I'm going to write If you don't know, then you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's really hard because I can't really answer for every, like, every female in our department because I reckon they probably all went in for different reasons. I guess all I can really say is probably why I went into it a bit more. Mm. But again, when I, when I was thinking about why I did it, I thought, actually, Joe, it's probably fair for everybody in the department why they've gone into it, potentially. So it might be more of just a type of person rather than a type of sex. But I don't really know, because I don't want to come across as being, like, sexist or against my own mm. sex. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think, like, I guess part of it is the... Um, it's like looking at the for the smaller details and the smaller pieces of information um and the problem solving side of things and what i quite like about it is that you've got the information that you receive kind of like the factual information so this is the time it happened roughly this is the date that it happened this is what the victim said this is what we think's happened this is what the evidence we can see so far is showing us and then you get to go in there and go like that's great i'll put that to one side and I'm going to go in there now and have a closer look, um, pull things out, uh, dig around a bit more and ask a few more questions. Um, so whether or not that is, I don't know, more of a, a woman thing, because I like mm. to just think that I like to be nosy. So I like to have a good nose around and find something else. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, but yeah, just that, that, just fighting to find another answer and just not taking that as what it is. And I don't know whether, again, I don't want to come across as being sexist, if the multitasking thing is a big thing because mm. I can quite cope with dealing with a lot of things in one go and have a lot of stuff happening in at one minute so whether or not that's just something that appeals to women because it's again it's quite focused it's you've got to do a lot of things in a scene you've got to be organized I, I don't know um don't know if you feel any different no I was just I was just wondering um it's interesting what you're saying about girls being say like uh maybe like they like the kind of problem solving or or things like that and it got me thinking maybe that like say for example if you were to have a a nursery and you've got boys and girls what would the boys like to do and what would the girls like to do in the nursery um i think boys would probably prefer the charge about would they um and be be a bit rough and and things which is yeah Maybe maybe more geared to um, a police officer on the streets. <laughs> yeah, I just think as well, like yeah, just it's just sitting down. Like you, you from what I've heard, mums of girls say in comparison to obviously my two that run around ragged. Girls can tend to be again. This is a massive generalisation. Tend to be a lot more sit down focused. You can get them to do nice drawing. You can get them to do like threading, and mm. and they will sit and concentrate on something. Whereas most boys i'm going on experience with my own two mm. i could probably get them to sit down for about a second scribble something on the paper and then they're off but whether they're different mm. at school i i wouldn't know um but i guess ultimately met the male and female female members of our team all bring something different so again yeah. it's really hard to say why it's mainly women i think maybe it's because of how intricate the job can be but yeah. there are some particular jobs where maybe a female presence would calm down a situation whereas maybe a male presence would escalate things mm. um or vice versa you know like if you had a female attend somewhere it could actually make things worse than if it was a male um 
it's handy to have a lot of females, particularly when we're having to do injury photos on women that are in kind of intimate areas. So again, that's usually something that's quite a benefit. But um, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, the other thing I thought of as well was um, whether or not like the TV stuff has a bit of a impact on it. Mm. So you see stuff like DSI where there's some sort of male and female characters and the females are sometimes a bit stronger or they do like silent witness, that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, whether that has a bit of an impact, it's just sort of sparked some more female interest or yeah. I don't really know. No, no, it, it could be that because, yeah, you've got these, mm. these female characters on there that are, are catching these bad guys and they're really having to think and things and... Yeah, that's that's kind of reflective of of what we do and, and what you're doing. Um, so it might be that yeah, these these people have those those kind of characters as role models when they're when they're choosing what career they want to get into. Um, Maybe. Yeah. See us working, I think we're cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they think it's all glamorous when <laughs> the reality is it's not so much. No. <laughs> no. Didn't someone? I was going to say, didn't someone make a comment about your job being, being glamorous when you were searching a bin? Yeah, it was lovely, with, like, old kebab meat in it, rubbish. <laughs> a strong smell of urine, and I'm sort of in there digging out some glass. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, your job's so glamorous. Oh, I'd love to do your job. Well, hop on in, darling. I'll get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get you some gloves. You can sift through this with me. <laughs> Yeah, you don't know. So she was actually being serious. Thinking oh, that... I didn't say that. No, <laughs> she was like, oh, it's so glamorous. I, well, she might have been joking. I'd like to think she was, but she seemed pretty keen. How they sort of people hover a little bit to ask you a bit more information, and I'm just in there trying not to vomit in my mask. Um... <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <Got on> your... <laughs> yeah, I think well, if, yeah. if you were going to vomit, at least you're in a bin. So it can just, yeah, go yeah. straight in. Looks like the old kebab meat. No, it was a very interesting question to pose, though. Yeah. Why do more? I just couldn't really. Like, oh. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's one for uh, an office email. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think what I love talking about, why I love talking to you, is that I'll, I'll look back at the question I've asked and then see how we've ended. And so the question was like, what attracts females to work to the? And and then we've got like, oh, I stood in a bin. <laughs> like yeah, we we go on quite a journey, don't we? <laughs> when we chat. Oh dear. Crazy. <laughs> so my next question is uh, about your kids. You have two children. Um, what's it like jug- juggling home life with a shift pattern? Uh the mental load is real and the mom guilt is horrendous um i think realistically if i didn't have the support that i had i'd find it an awful lot harder Mm. so that's not just from colin um but my my parents and his parents as well we're very very lucky there are some members of our team that have very minimal help Mm. and i don't know how they do it i think they're heroes really it's um stressful how I get around it is just trying to be as organised as possible. So if it's like a school day, is to lay out all their clothes before, um, batch cook meals where I can, just making sure there's stuff that's really quick um, for Colin to cook in the evening. Um, so yeah, it's just trying to be organised and just planning ahead. Mm. 
and as well I had to really this is going to sound shocking but I had to sort of be kind to myself and start looking at what my what plates I had spinning and realistically if one was to fall what would be the best one and I decided that it would be my home um as long as the children are fed and they're happy and healthy and I can get them to school and I can get to work and do my job well which is another big thing that I worry about but if my home isn't quite Mrs Hinch and it's not as beautiful <laughs> as I'd like it to be as long as it doesn't look like a crack den I'm pretty happy <laughs> <that I'm> gonna... <laughs> so, <laughs> there's, there's your two, two polar opposites and I'm sort of like probably more on the crack den then but they've got clean clothes and it's not a hovel so yeah. um yeah how I deal with things is just to sort of give cut myself some slack you know full-time working with both me and Colin both full-time work something's got to give and the the children can't they're they can't be dropped nothing can change for them um so yeah so realistically it's you know the housework so I try and power through that before my shifts so on my rest days I've got time with the children because that is so precious they grow up so quickly um and just plan nice days with them um so yeah that's how I sort of sort of deal with things really um mm. and just hope that I can I'm still working to a relevant standard and being flexible enough because that's the other side of things it's all well and good keeping your house plate moving but then you, your work one starts slowing down so it's quite it's a bit of a juggling act really yeah, yeah. well I think f- first off you don't have to worry about you know your anxiety about being good at your job because you are that's that's why I've chose you to be on this podcast because I just knew you'd be a shining example to like members of the public on uh yeah how how a CSI should conduct themselves and and everything um I think you'd be a fantastic role model for any like students listening to this so yeah you honestly don't have to worry about that um I also think like if if your house is immaculate then you've either got a lot of time on your hands and that's fine or if if you have such a busy busy schedule and yeah your house is immaculate then maybe your your time would be better spent elsewhere perhaps um yeah yeah, yeah especially because i think yeah since i've become a dad like the housework has gone completely downhill <laughs> yeah. the washing oh. the washing <laughs> yeah. so you've got to try and get all like, the uniforms washed as well um, oh. So like, so currently I'm on the six shifts on, two off, six on, on, and I think like I literally have to get all my uniform washed and ready. Mm. I haven't got that extra day, but I'd normally go, oh, I'll get the washing out. So yeah. you're just frantically trying to wash <laughs> things and yeah, trying to oh yeah, it's just never ending, it's no. never ending. No, but I guess that, yeah. that's that, <laughs> I guess since since you started your job as a CSI, your your priorities have probably changed, haven't they? Because you didn't have kids when you first joined. And now you do? No, no. I was. Um, I'm sure they were all super happy when I got the role of the CSI, and then three months later found out I was pregnant, um, <laughs> and then came back for four months and was pregnant again. So I'm sure, <laughs> sure they were over the moon. Um, but no, it has been interesting how it's all changed. Um, how I viewed the job has changed as well. Um, whereas before. I wouldn't say that I didn't worry about things happening or things affected me as much, but since having them and having two boys and some of the stuff that comes up um, that we see, I do tend to feel like I'm a little bit more anxious and I 
I have to keep telling myself that there's only so much control you can have and mm. I think it's all about educating um, them on situations and things that, that they could or situations they can find themselves in and positions they can be in and the best route you know the, the best route to get out of it and to not do so I think yeah it's it's definitely changed things and I, I do worry an awful lot about them but I think once that once you get to 18 there's not really much you can say to them anymore you just got to hope that you've raised decent human beings and they're not going to be bum holes <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah but I know that your your kids love the police, don't they? And they love emergency services. Oh, obsessed with them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think if they if they have that love and respect for for them, then yeah, it 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 should. Long way it lasts. <laughs> let's, let's hope so. <laughs> oh dear, unless it's you know like uh, what is it some kind of TV show like Batman? They'll idolise Batman, and then they get to a certain age, and they think, oh, the Joker's quite cool. <laughs> it's oh, like, no, 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 no. Stay, stay on the good side. Well, that <laughs> <laughs> joke is pretty cool, but no, no, yeah. not really. <laughs> but um, Don't go, do it. going back to when when you were pregnant, uh, so you got the job, and then three months later, you found out you were pregnant, and then you came back yeah. after maternity for four months, and then you fell pregnant. Like, I, I can say that I don't have a problem with that. Um, and I know there was there was a few like old school people that have now left um, that were perhaps in the culture where they maybe would have would have said a few things about that. But I mean, my view on it is that as as much and as hard as I try, I can't get pregnant. <laughs> like <laughs> no matter how 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 hard I try, or you know the science that is available, it's going to be very very difficult. Um, <laughs> So I, I go on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think um we we do we do wish for equality, but when it comes to childbirth, I we're never going to be equal in that respect, but I think what the the best I can do is um respect the fact that women need to go off and have children um they yeah their bodies go through this thing that I can't even imagine I know that some guys have said that it hurts as much as being kicked in the nuts but having (laughs) having seen my other half in labour no that I I can safely say guys that there is no comparison there (laughs) it's you could have have tried I suppose she could have kicked you and then seen it comparably how it worked but I would have Sort of very special moment. <laughs> no, no, and I, I think yeah, if you're going to compare it, it, it's like a tickle being kicked in the nuts is a tickle compared to what you <laughs> ladies have to go through. Um, so yeah, I, I think yeah, if 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 people want to join this role and that they're, they're going to go off and and have babies and have a family, it's it's you, your right to do that. Um, and I know that yeah, if if um, if my other half their work had a problem with her going off on maternity, then I'd have a lot to say about it. Um, and yeah, I just think that we should create an environment where people should feel like they can balance work with home life as well. Um, and yeah, you shouldn't certainly shouldn't be like bullied in any way for wanting to have a family. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of mindset I like to kind of perhaps pass on to like new male colleagues that are starting that yeah um you should give give ladies going off on maternity a bit of slack because 
yeah, it's 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 inevitable. It's going to happen. They're going to want to start a family. I think I've been rambling, but <laughs> it's something something I'm quite passionate about because I've seen it happen in um, in my office. Um, and yeah, thankfully I haven't seen it recently. So my next question I was going to talk about like uh, is the job as glamorous as what you see on television? I think you've safely covered that with your bin story. Yeah, I was going to say to you, um, the short answer is no, and the long answer is no way. Um, <laughs> it, really, it really isn't glamorous at all. Who do you think, like, you're boiling alive in scene suits, which I was super excited about wearing for all of about a minute, and I put it on, and then I literally thought I was going to die, and I was getting electrified <laughs> out. And um, my mentor at the time was like, oh, for goodness sake, I was like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. <laughs> awful so yeah so they're not that glamorous so you just feel like the sweat pouring out of your gloves and down mm. your back oh it's, they're not fun no um and then you're like fishing condoms out of toilets yeah that's never fun there's no um, glamorous way to make that look really is there oh nearly getting sprayed with body fluids in pms that's another good one nice yeah <laughs> you just sort of think yes it's glorious just love it <laughs> yeah it's not glamorous at all not glamorous at all no no but i guess like the the work and the results that we do would probably um be the most glamorous part of it to so say yeah like absolutely the, yeah the um the finding finding fingerprints at a scene that then links to whoever's done it yeah that is that is the kind glamorous. of yeah that that's the bit on tv that is yeah, similar to real life, isn't it? Those end results. Yeah, but it's amazing when you think back to like how I used to look when I started the job. I'd like take time doing my hair and I'd make sure my makeup was all right and you know like make make sure everything looked perfect. And now I'm just like, man, if I can get in without some sort of child food and dirt on my uniform, <laughs> winning a time, yeah. I'm just scraping old barnet back in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be like, hey, Haley, were you called out last night? Nope, I've just rocked in. <laughs> nope, this is just, I've managed to get into work and just be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Okay, so are there any funny stories that jump to mind that you've experienced in your career? No, I had to really think about these because something funny happens most days, as you know, when I come back <laughs> yeah. and I'm suddenly always trying to write your notes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I have a, a couple, I don't know how many you want to hear, but two of them are like pregnancy related and then two of them are like just make me laugh every time I think about them. Um, so the first one was with one of my colleagues who works in our north office, who I think they've intentionally put on separate shift patterns because <laughs> we are a night together. Um, we were double crewed when we were working together as volume crime investigators, which was the best day ever. And we were cruising around Crawley and we had some music on and we we're having like a proper natter and a, and a giggle. So we pull up at the job that uh, the address sat nav put in, <laughs> in the sat nav, sorry. Um, get out, go to the door, knock on the door. I forgot to get my ID out. Um, and this lady opens the door. And I'm like, hi, I'm Hayley, I'm CSI, I'm here about your break-in. Is it okay to come in? All in like one sentence, no breath, like standard me. And she's like, no, I haven't had a break-in. <laughs> oh, 
they're like we, me and my colleague look at each other and we're like oh what's your what's your address so she tells us the address we look on our printout oh it's the wrong, the wrong address I was like oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry to bother you we're at the wrong address we're letting on with your day I'm sorry to bother you so off we go like having a giggle oh, that was well embarrassing <laughs> we'll try and find it now so we get back to the office, and quite rightly so, the women reported us as face, fake police officers. <laughs> oh, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny, because we're like, oh, that's really awkward. But I, I kind of, part of me was like, I don't want to get into any trouble. It serves me right, really, I should have checked, probably. And she really should have called in, because we do encourage people to do stuff like that, but it just just popped off because literally once that happened another load of random stuff happened like some people turn up at the address we were at that weren't, weren't supposed to be there and because we were so like like newbie um we had no idea what we were doing we were like do we go down there do we call someone like what do so it just literally popped off just the most random shift we'd ever worked together and then after that strangely we weren't ever put together so um you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then um and the other one was uh again when I was quite new, I was out with my mentor and as I said a little bit early on, I was quite over enthusiastic about everything. So this was a GBH and there was blood everywhere, there was foot marks in blood and finger marks in blood and we had to try and find weapons and I was just buzzing. I was just like bouncing off the walls, having the time of my life and he's trying to calm me down because obviously he's got to concentrate and I'm just like, Ah, this is amazing. <laughs> Um, so we had to try and find a weapon. So we were searching around all the kitchen. And he said, I'm just going to check the fridge and the freezer because you never know. So he opens up the fridge, it stank, which was brilliant. <laughs> Shut it. Open the freezer, there's like weird, really weird looking coloured packet in there. So I went, oh, is that someone's fingers? The scene guard heard and was like, someone's fingers in the freezer. I was like, oh, there might be. And so I went, I was like, calm down, there is not fingers. I just need to have a little look and we'll just see what it is. Now he prided himself for years. He hadn't like retched at all uh, over any spell. So he goes into the freezer, puts his head for it in, opens up this drawer and releases this odor. He's like, get out. And he's pushing me out. And I was like, oh no, is it fingers? It's fingers at every house. And I'm like literally like retching over the edge of this like balcony thing. And he's doing the same as PCSA. It's like, Seriously, is someone's fingers? Is there someone's fingers in there? Do I need to get some more people over? And we're like, and then like, like the colleague's like, no, just calm down, everyone, just calm down. It's just dodgy carrots. <laughs> <laughs> is that <laughs> all it was? Like fingers to carrots. It was so yeah, that was quite amusing. I I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so much. Uh, the thing is, when you say them out loud, they're more funny to you. It's like being in that moment when you're just really highly charged. Like really, it's just carrots, and I'm freaking yeah. out at someone's fingers. Um, so I so if anyone who is thinking about doing this job and ends up pregnant they're in for some treats <laughs> when you get going in the crime scene world um, so I, I was early stages of pregnancy with my first um, had horrendous morning sickness I'd gone to a burglary scene and was done my walk around and talking through what I was going to do um, and they're like we're just going to cook some breakfast is that okay I was like absolutely fine crack on not a problem so I'm upstairs in their bedroom which was this beautiful crisp clean cream carpet which gives me the heebie-jeebies when you've got powder at the best of times anyway <laughs> um then I so I hear the bacon I hear the sausages cooking and then up smell wafts the smell of onions and I can just feel it all coming up I'm like oh 
is it acceptable to throw up in a victim's crimes toilet? Because oh. it's better than their lovely green carpet. Like, what am I going to do? So I get downstairs and I'm like, I'm just going to pop to my van. And there I stand for about 10 minutes, like trying to shove in some ginger biscuits and drink as much water as possible and just try and get over that overwhelming sick feeling until the smell of onions have gone. But it took a while, but it was hideous. That was that was hard work. And then um, my second hilarious pregnancy story was I went to a break into an office and the offenders had gone into the very bottom of the filing cabinet. And I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I can get down there. I mean, I must have been about 30 odd weeks pregnant by this stage and get down onto the floor and suddenly realise actually I'm a bit stuck and I can't get back up again. Oh, no. So um, I'm like, could you uh, just move this table over so I can <laughs> pull myself up and sort of get out of here? Um, so I think I had to put my notes, couldn't examine as my stomach is too big. And I went straight into our manager's office and went, I think I'm done now. I just got stuck on the floor. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that was the end of that. Oh, so yeah, it's not always good fun in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Pregnant or not, <laughs> something random always. <laughs> yeah, no, it certainly does. I, I, I still can't get over the, the thought of um, that lady ringing up and reporting you as fake police. And then the the dilemma that the call handler then has, like, do you say that, no, actually you were real police? Or do they just say, oh, no, thank you. Thanks for the report. <laughs> no, it's those two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just for like, no, you know, whatever. Or great, thanks for letting us know. Or actually, no, they are supposed to be our professional BCSI is coming to look at a bum. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. We'll never know. Oh, I think we, we don't do too many jobs together, but the one that stands out for me that we did do was, uh, you know which one I'm going to say, when we were in that caravan. <laughs> we All were, the lessons that were... <laughs> yeah, so we were stood in this caravan um, and we were examining it to just try and identify who, who owns this caravan because it had been involved in crime. Um, I'm not going to say what, what crime, but yeah, I'm sure you can use your imagination. <laughs> and... Uh, we were going through all the drawers and everything and the cupboards and then we find um, this quite large pornography collection. And then you said something like, I think you were fairly early in your career and you said, you know, I've never seen a presumptive semen test react positively. And I kind of uh, looked at the pornography, <laughs> I looked around the scene and thought, you know what Haley? I'm sure we can find you a positive <laughs> test result in this caravan. And lo and behold, that was the first time you ever saw a positive <laughs> result, wasn't it? It was easy to find it because there was a suspicious pile of tissues in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh. Yeah. Who who <laughs> keeps tissues in the sink? Yeah. It's very, very hard. <laughs> yeah. And I think when we lifted <laughs> one out, they all came out in one. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that dear. That was a good job. That was hilarious. Oh dear. I got for a few. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, good. my last my last thing I was gonna say is if you've got any advice to the listeners as to how to become a CSI, um what advice would you give? So I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy, but I'm just gonna go in with this bit first because um really 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 do your research and speak to people who are currently doing the job um 
as as awesome as all this well i like to think it sounds awesome fake police reports <laughs> and finding seminal fluid on tissue it all sounds so exciting <laughs> um the role itself is is physically emotionally and mentally tough it can be draining i mean this shift set just gone i was only in for four days and i am knackered mm. um you, you know you work on your own a, a lot um and you're driving around and you're going into people's houses um it smells it's always gonna be pleasant and it's really paperwork heavy i mean you can be at a scene for a couple of hours and then writing it up for three so you've got mm. a lot of admin to do and i think that side of things really shocks people when they're actually doing it um I think so just go in and to find out realistically what it's like aside from the glamour and the stuff that looks like the most fun generally I think it is the most rewarding job um, to work with like wonderful members of the team and outside of work and working for the public and making a difference in people's lives um, but yeah you and you are exposed to things that you would never imagine seeing and sometimes you can't unsee but you do see the funniest sides of people the public the most shocking stuff you would never imagine (laughs) (laughs) and i think there's there's a privilege to be involved in that (laughs) sort of thing so i think you need to be sort of the person that can cope with um the flexibility with being flexible the on calls um the impact of the shifts and things so really take that into account um but yeah I, i think just yeah, if that, if you can deal with all of that stuff, you'll have a career for life. You, I don't think there's very many people that ever really want to leave, um, other than to in fact maybe find something else. Um, and I think really, I don't know what the criteria is. I think any kind of degree is fine nowadays, but I do think life experience, um, getting into the police force, that you'd like to mm. work with, can get to know what's important to them and the service they want to provide to the public and working across that way gives you really good knowledge too because you mm. can have as many degrees as you want but if you haven't ever dealt with someone who's hangry or thinks they're right in a return <laughs> you're gonna be in for a shock you know <laughs> oh definitely you don't get many people that are angry with you per se but i think you have to manage people's expectations and sometimes yeah. people are going to be really upset and going to look at their shed but you know you've got a lot of other stuff going on and I think that's the thing if you can manage people's expectations and explain why something's not happening that's where your life experience comes in handy hmm. that makes sense yeah no it does yeah. um, and I think yeah TV kind of will give some people a false representation of what we do and it does make managing mm. people's expectations a little bit harder um, so yeah people that people that are joining have got to um I've got to have that kind of compassion with with people, but I've also got to be quite firm with them as well. Like, if you can't do something, then you've got to tell them you can't and explain why. Um, And I find that most, like 99.9% of people, if you explain why you can't do something, then they'll they'll be fine with it. Um, But yeah, they are are good skills to have, like you say. Um, And it's, yeah, you you speak about life experience. I was having my performance review with um, my manager the other day and I'd gone to quite a lot of jobs and she said, why do you think that is? And it got me thinking, like, when I worked at a pizza place when I was 15 years old, um, I used to get a phone call 
and the people used to say right how long's my pizza going to be and so what I'd then have to do in a split second was work out how busy it was how far away their house was from the pizza shop um, how long it would take in the oven what the, the queue was like in the oven and the same with how they were being made how many staff we had making the pizzas so if you've got more staff they get made quicker um, could it go with any other deliveries so I was thinking about all this and I had to do that in a snap second and then just tell them you know oh it's going to be 45 minutes or it's going to be yeah, 50 minutes or half hour or whatever and I said to my manager I think I do I still do that now so yeah. that's how I get through so many jobs is that I'll, I'll see a job and I'll plan in my head right that's going to take x amount of time but there's another job that I know is going to be five minutes away from the one that I'm currently at so I'm, I can plan in that and it's funny, isn't it, how you th yeah. you just think that working at a pizza place wouldn't give you too many life skills, but it really does. Um, it gives you so many, and I think that's the thing. And it, I think there is nothing worse than when you're stood at a counter as a manager and there's someone screaming in your face about a return that they think they deserve and they don't. And it does yeah. make you grow as a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, and I think that's the thing, is that they're invaluable lessons and it really is something that you need um, for time management skills as well because like mm. you said you, you know yourself that you can get to those jobs you can get them completed at the level of standard that we expect that's great for mm. the um, for the victim um, and still come back and get it all written up and you're ready to go for the next day and I think that's the thing it's knowing your your limits and your time management and job give job gives you that I mean I'm not saying that university doesn't obviously you've got mm. deadlines and things to to me but um, as as wonderful as I think having lots of degrees and masters and whatever you're going to be getting are and it's a mm -hmm. testament to you that you've done so much um i really do think that people skills and knowing your force and what's expected of you when you go into it is really beneficial as well because mm. you get to know different departments um and yeah so that's that's my advice really is if you don't fancy going down the uni route get into a, a force near you and work that way and i think yeah it's a lot to be said um having people skills because yeah. you definitely need them <laughs> you, <laughs> oh, you definitely do <laughs> you can't teach people to be people <laughs> no you can teach them to swab a bit of blood but you can't teach them like you say to be people um but yeah, <laughs> but yeah like on reflection of that that i think the advice i give to people is don't underestimate the job that you're in if if you're not no. in a a, a forensic or, or science related field but you've got say a, a, a university degree and then you're working in a shop or you're uh, working as a waiter or a waitress then you, you're getting all those people skills um, you're dealing with uh, conflict as well and managing that um, and yeah there's <laughs> yeah. and there's yeah there's a lot to say for for those kind of skills um, so yeah don't don't just think we wouldn't consider you because I mean, I I came straight out of the pizza place uh, to work for the police. Okay, not in this department, but um, I remember when I was applying, I thought, why on earth would they they hire me? Um, but yeah, it, there there are a lot of skills that you can bring. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be. But, but yeah, I think definitely is get to know what you're walking into <laughs> because I think that's what people overlook. Yeah. Um, is it's great to say that you're a CSI, but actually, you know. I mean, I thought I struggled to have a social life before I had kids and did this job, but now it's even harder, you know, like you've literally got 
no time so you it is it is impactive i think that's the thing it's an impactful role um and if not working and you've got your three rest days um you're still trying to recover from it and then you're going back into it again so Mm. yeah it's very yeah just going back with that in mind really i don't want to sound negative because obviously it is a good job oh yeah i think think people really overlook yeah we can I'm sure people can gauge from this podcast that you are very enthusiastic and a little like you call it negative Nelly comment isn't going to change the fact that you are you've been there however many years and you're still like the most enthusiastic person there. Like burgeries? <laughs> yeah. It sounded like chase from Paw Patrol. No, what's happening? Oh. He's on the case. <laughs> I don't know that, but I'm sure I've got all this to come in a in a few months' time. <laughs> um, I do have. <laughs> That's just for people with kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, Haley, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure all the listeners will just love hearing uh, all, your, all your funny stories. And yeah, uh, thank you so much. Okay, I'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, see you Saturday. See you, bye. Thank you so much. This is Crime Scene Investigator Chris G signing off. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed listening. Be sure to subscribe and follow my social media at CSI Chris G. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll see you at the next crime scene. Are you still there, Hayley? <laughs> Are you giving me a, a, a really kind of... I there was a, 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 a moment of suspense there <laughs> you know how to kind of uh, yeah drum up drum up the suspense for the listeners put you on 4g and see if that helps yeah that's a bit better or is it We're just we're just gonna go to a commercial break. Are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> I, t- uh, <laughs> I, I just okay. I think I'm back. Oh, cool. I, I was gonna say we could, we could go to a commercial break, but no one's sponsoring this. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't really know what to fill it with. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs>